can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. The Talking Pools Podcast Network presents Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to our brand new show. This is Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly brought to you by the Talking Pools Podcast. My name is Tim Graham. I'm joined by my co-host, Kelly Clancy. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, Kelly, let's um, let's spend a moment, introduce ourselves. I'll let you go first and uh, tell the listeners a little bit about what you're doing in the, in the pool industry. I live in Sacramento, California, which is in Northern California, is cooler than it is in Southern California. I run my own business. I do maintenance on residentials and commercials. And I also repairs, installs, and warranty work for Hayward and put housings and nozzles and do the whole startup on in-floor systems for Paramount. They recommend me to customers. I also run a women's group for the pool industry. We meet twice a year and we do hands-on trainings with the manufacturers. We love doing it because it gives us more opportunities to ask questions and feel comfortable compared to some of the other trainings we've been in. And we've really lucked out and it's really been taking off a lot more than we thought. That's great. My name is Tim Graham. I was also born in the industry. Uh, I've worked in Indiana most of my life and I'm currently uh, servicing uh, pools down in South Texas. Hey guys, this is Rudy. We have a caller. His name is Rich Ashley, and he's here to support the new show and the launch of this Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly. I'm excited. I know he is too. So with no further ado, Rich. Good morning. How are you guys today? We're doing well. Good to, good to see you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate yeah. it. Hey. Thanks for calling. Yes. Um, so I've, I've had a pool, uh, installed it in 2018. A um, couple years ago, I started working for the pool company. I've went out on my own since then, and I have a sand filter, and I would like to change it to glass or a different type of media, possibly. So I'm looking for different avenues. I think I want to go with glass, and I was just looking for recommendations. Is one type better than the other? That's a great question. Uh, in my neck of the woods, well... In Indiana, where I'm from, we used a lot of, of uh, sand filters. I see a lot of that. Now, down in Texas, we're, in my routes, we're mainly cartridge with a few DE. So uh, switching to, to glass, I've done a lot of that uh, during my time in Indiana. So a couple things I'd recommend, and there are different brands per se. So where I'm from now in, in Texas, I have access to three different brands. And three of the of those three one says it will last three times longer than sand. Another one will say it'll last 
uh, 50% longer than sand. And one of them uh, claims that they're a, a permanent media, so you don't ever have to change it. Uh, so there is that out there. And there's a, a patented process that says that they have activated this glass so that it will it will not allow biofilm and bacteria to attach to it, to embed in it, or to stick to it at all, and that would be a, a that would be a permanent media. Yeah, and and I've I've studied on these and I've read them. Um, you know, I'm just sometimes I'm more of a I want to talk to somebody about it that's used it and has it and can give me feedback versus just reading stuff online because um, you know just because you read it online doesn't mean it's necessarily true. Uh, so I, if you have, if you have used this, I would definitely like some feedback on this for the fact that I'm going to be using it and I can give it to my customers, um, during the summer, I can say, Hey, you know what? I've changed to glass for these reasons. And, um, this is, these are the benefits of it. So it might cost a little bit more initially from what I've read, but in the long run, that's going to balance out and equalize itself. Absolutely. So the the positives is with the glass, you can get the filtration to smaller particles. So it can get all the way down to five microns. You're going to start getting the quality that you get with DE filtration minus the, the messiness of DE along with the health issues that can happen if you use DE compared to Cilios Fiber. Like Tim said, there are three brands at least we are aware of that are NSF certified. It's supposed to last a lot longer than regular sand. The, there is some environmental impacts about glass sand. Every brand says that their their brand is made with 100% recycled glass. In doing some research online, we found that only one stat that states one 50-pound bag of glass media contains up to 106 recycled glass bottles. It does not say, though, what size the bottles are, they're just glass bottles. So that's a nice thing, especially for those customers who do want to be more environmentally friendly, sell them on the, the glass media instead of the sand. Glass media is also perfect for indoor applications. The same glass media that filters drinking water and saves marine mammals in captivity is used in swimming pools to provide safer and crystal clear water. I'm going to add, uh, Rich, that you're going to notice a huge difference in clarity. I mean, that's the big thing the big plus for switching from sand to glass is water clarity. And I don't know if you've ever stood, you said you own a pool. If you ever stood over your pool with the light on at night and, and looked in the water and you'll be able to see a huge difference. Once you start switching to glass, give it some time to circulate filter. Uh, you'll notice a huge difference in water clarity. Another thing is, is circulation provides a, a much better circulation. Cause really the, one of the downs is that you can get tunneling, you can get clumping, you can get areas in sand that water is going to travel through that won't necessarily be filtered. And that can happen as early as three to six months after turning your system on with a sand filter. Very nice. So, you know, I, I do know that, and I don't want to say one is definitely better than the other, but I have looked at uh, Dr. Drayden's activate glass media. Um, and they do say that, you know, it doesn't, uh, it helps with algae and all this other stuff. Is that something that really does work? It does. And glass in general, because it doesn't allow the, the biofilm and bacteria to stick to it, your chlorine is working much more efficiently. So you're going to have less of that, less problems in the water. 
because you've switched to glass. Okay. So is that going to be just glass in general or will that be, is, is his a little bit better product than others? Well, if you use a glass media, there's different patents on every one for every company, but it does help like he said, the biofilm and bacteria, but it also prevents chloramines from contaminating the air they, that you breathe in. So that can also be a benefit for you. So it's cleaner. Anything filtration-wise, in my opinion, that it's better than cancerous or clogging your lungs in any way, shape, or form, you know, is better than what we've always done. And we need to continue on that path can't just do things the way we've done for 60 years because things have changed and health conditions have changed and people's concerns have changed than they used to be. I have used uh, Dr. Drayden's product, um, Activate, and I would say that that is a, uh, a superior product over others that are in the market. Uh, and But I don't have uh, history with using those products. I've only used the, uh, the Activate uh, glass media in, in uh, sand filters. Me personally, I do not have a lot of experience when it comes to sand filters and glass media. In my area, we predominantly use cartridge filters, DE. On my route alone, I have one DE filter and the rest are cartridge. I do know that in the Northwest, like Washington, Oregon, they use a lot of sand filters. And the people I've talked to, they prefer the glass media over the sand as well. I know in Southern California, it's kind of mixed. You have a variety of cartridge, sand, DE. It really just depends on where you're located. If you know, you're in the desert or if you're on the beach. So that's what my experience from it is. I know that on larger commercial pools out in my area, they do use sand filters. I'm not exactly sure what media they're using, if it's just regular sand or not, but it's definitely gives it a better clarity. You can definitely see the difference when you're in those commercial areas, when you see that they use the sand. Okay. Well, very nice. So using glass media is just another media and filter. I'm assuming that it's um, okay to go ahead and use uh, other AOP systems um, just to help um, with the chlorine shortage that we have. Um, So we could go ahead and use that all that in combination as uh, one unit. Yeah, definitely. It does not affect using any alternative sanitizers to keep your pool clear and safe. Most of those alternative sanitizers are going to be plumbed or fed after your your filter, no matter if it's cartridge, sand, or DE. So I would definitely use those, especially with the shortage going on. I know in my own routes, I'm trying to promote AOP as much as possible because it really does have a huge benefit. I've definitely seen on pools that currently have it, it's gone down. I wouldn't think that there would really be any issues when it comes to, you know, a salt cell, AOP, sense and dispense, you know, the chlorine monitoring systems should be able to be fine no matter what. It shouldn't bother it. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely one thing that I learned in in recent times, uh, years, I guess, uh, when I started being becoming a uh, pool technician, you know, I didn't know anything. And, you know, I had my other technician uh, teaching me like, you got to look at this stuff. I'm like, what is this? You know, I didn't know. But, you know, I have definitely learned a huge amount in a small amount of time. But um, it's amazing how little a person does know when he actually goes out into business on his own. 
you know, then you start thinking, oh, what about this? And what about this? And like, um, let me get back to you on that. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, this is the way that I'm probably going to go with my own personal pool is to uh, go with glass media and also look at an AOP uh, system as well. Um, so this is definitely great information for me. Yes, Rich. Absolutely. You can use that as one unit. Another great benefit of switching to glass from sand is mustard algae, for example, it feeds off of, as we know, phosphates, but also it feeds off of silicates, which sand in sand filters is made of silicates. So if you switch to glass, your chances of having uh, mustard algae outbreak decrease than if you just continued with the sand as always. The How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae Handbook, written by pool water chemistry expert Rudy Stankowitz, will be the most comprehensive guide on algae prevention and remediation you will ever own. Algae is the single most encountered swimming pool problem noted worldwide, but it doesn't have to be a problem for you. Purchase your copy of the How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae Handbook on Amazon, today. I don't want to ask dumb questions, but I'm assuming, you know, my I'm a firefighter by trade. My assistant chief has a uh, saltwater pool and he wants to change his sand. He went to the uh, uh, the wool balls last year. It was a complete disaster. Um, so he's thinking about going with the I've talked him into going with the uh, glass media as well. I'm assuming for the glass media, you're OK to use that on a saltwater pool as well. I've never heard about the wool balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know it really wasn't it was a it, I didn't even know it was had wool had anything to do with yeah the, it was the very uh it, no it no they uh you know they were about the size of a softball and i don't know we put 50 75 of them in there and uh it was supposed to be this easy system and it was disastrous. Uh, you know, the balls shrunk up, they, you know, they got clogged. And then we found out that we had to actually take them out and clean them on a regular basis. And, you know, who wants to do that? You know, so, you know, you got to open up your, your sand filter, uh, your, your media filter on a regular basis to clean these on Well, that's just, who wants to do all that extra work? Thank you for all the work you've done as a firefighter. That's definitely a, no matter how many times you're thanked, it's kind of a thankless job for what you're doing, you know, trying to save people's homes and belongings and lives. And I really commend you for doing that. And thank you so much for all the work you've done for everyone in your community. Rich, you said you were, uh, before we got started, you said you were from Indiana. Uh, So uh, glad to be on with with a fellow Hoosier. <laughs> um, I know up north we were predominantly sand filters. So one big thing about switching to, to uh, from sand to glass is you really want to look at your um, standpipes and laterals uh, when you're pulling sand out. Uh, so really get a, a good look at those, inspect those, because I, I I've run into issues, and it only took two or three times before I finally just said, "Hey, if we're going to do a sand change or we're going to do change to glass, we're going to switch out." laterals and and standpipes we're just going to order the whole new thing and and put all that in there that way we get the the best longevity for the product so something i found out from the old school method so we'll say thank you to my dad for telling me this they actually for sand filters used to put alum in them so they would add alum into the skimmer 
so that it would coat the top of the sand to give it a better filtration. Also, the alum would help remove the metals from the water while it's filtering the daily cycle. I also found out that sand filters were advertised as permanent media filters up until the 80s. That definitely is a great sales gimmick to, you know, have you put a sand filter in your pool because who wants to ever change their filter? It's supposed to be every, about every five to seven years that you change the sand. Ways to know that the sand, it, it needs to be changed would be obviously if you can't remember the last time you did it as a pool owner. Also, if you're finding clarity issues, sand going back into the pool. Also, the other thing is if you're still having those clarity issues, you're backwashing, but still it's just not clearing. You could be getting channeling, which is a, something that occurs when the sand is old. And that could possibly be something that you would want to do or you'd want to see and then realize, okay, how long has it really been? Let's change the sand and get some new sand in there. Sand does not stay forever. It gets worn down and it gets to the point where it can't filter properly. It's cool that you have a pool because you can do all those things on your own. You can try them out in your own pool. And it's better when you're talking to customer customers about this product, if you have your own personal story about it. So that that's going to benefit you in the long run. The process of changing sand in your sand filter is actually pretty labor intensive. Another great reason why you don't do it so often and going to the glass media, you're not going to have to clean, change that as often as well. So you go to your filter. Most of the time you're going to have to cut the plumbing in order to get the top of the tank open, remove all of the sand there. I did notice today that there is a vacuum you can attach to or a fitting you can attach to your vacuum that helps you vacuum all the sand out. Keep in mind, the sand is wet, so it will be very heavy. You will want to, in my opinion, have at least 10 buckets because you're not going to want to fill them to the max. Then once you have removed all of the sand, then you need to remove the laterals and any other devices inside to inspect them, make sure they're not broken, that they're in working shape, because it'd be horrible if they were broken and you just add the new sand in there and it all blows into the pool. So once you check the laterals and all of that, then you will, then you add the new media of your choosing. Before you add the sand, fill it with about halfway with water. This will protect the laterals and the structure of the filter as you're adding the sand or the glass media. From my experience, kind of like leaving the pool half full as you're chiseling the tile off. You know, you're using the water as a cushion so it doesn't damage things, at least not as intensely. Once you've added everything in, you put everything back together and then, then you put it in rinse mode to make sure you get any excess dust off the sand or glass media, whichever you choose. And then once you've noticed the water's pretty clear, then you can put it into, you can put it into filtration mode. I would personally write somewhere in a permanent marker, if it's inside the timer box or on the filter itself, the date, like at least the month and the year that you last changed the sand. Cause you know, we get busy with life and we forget. And that's just an easy way when you're thinking, Oh, when did I last change this to look on wherever you wrote it. I think we've realized or through our conversations that uh, we've come to learn that glass is a far superior product than sand. And I think 
having advertising it now as a permanent media, I think glass has been out 10 plus years, I think at least. And, and from what I've learned is that uh, glass is, or swimming pools is a very small percentage of their market. Um, glass is also used in, in filtering uh, water for in third world countries for people who don't have water. So, so creating clean water and it's used for, in the uh, marine industry for um, aquatic mammals in captivity. So uh, like, like I said, swimming pools is just a small portion of their market. So Rich, thank you for, uh, for calling in and asking your questions. Yep. No, no problem. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yep. Do you have anything else to add, Rich? Any other questions you have for us? No, sir. I do not. Great. And like Kelly said, thanks for being a first responder and a firefighter. Um, I, I know a, a firefighter in Terre Haute who's also in the pool business, building pools and, and servicing pools. So good deal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of uh, firefighters have a second job such as this. <laughs> That's what I've learned. That's what I've learned. Yes. Kelly, I'd want, I had one customer who would take his, his uh, old sand and that sand, ha- I don't know, it had to be 15, 20 years old, took his old sand and put it in his, in his kid's play area in his, in his kid's sandbox. <laughs> and it was green, brown. It was all kinds of colors. And he's like, yeah, I just thought it was sand. I just think we could just play in it. And I'm like, you, you got to get that out of there. Now. Oh my God. Are we trying to give our kids diseases? Like, come on. Think you're filtering your dirty water, which has, you know, animal waste, people waste, stuff coming off your skin. You're going to put that in your kid's sand so they could play in it and eat it? Yes. That's disgusting. That's been a while ago, but that's I've seen that. <laughs> that I'm sorry, but that was just so disgusting. <laughs> right? It's like the wool balls. Like, why, why would you put those in your filter? So by glass media uh, not allowing the biofilm and bacteria to stick to it, that the chlorine is going to work much more efficiently in killing those and preventing chloramines from escaping into the air. And that's one reason why it was used in the marine industry. This actually came out of the marine industry. It was used in the marine industry first because the the dolphins and and mammals were breathing those chloramines and they were getting lung diseases. And uh, this glass media was extending their their lifespans in captivity. So for any of you pool pros out there that know any women in your pool community, your wives, your sisters, your daughters... Um, there is a pool group that I run that is on Facebook. It's called PGP industry training. Um, like I said earlier, we provide two in-person trainings a year in Sacramento, California. Uh, that's where we get the manufacturers to come and teach us how to do tear down programming the whole nine yards. It's not just a sales pitch. Um, we do normally stream them on our Facebook group for the women that aren't close by. And the women who have been a part of it, they've loved it. We include them in our raffles and drawings and everything. Um, They get a lot of great information. Um, And it's a great resource for them as well on Facebook because they have each other, but then they also have reps from almost all of the manufacturers. That way, if they have a technical question that they want to ask and they're too shy to maybe ask someone like their husband or someone else, this is a place that they can ask that. Um, We only do the trainings in the 
um, off season because obviously we're too busy to do anything else, but that doesn't mean they can't ask questions. So if you aren't already on there and you're a woman, please join more the merrier would love to even have um, trainings in other areas. I would, you can call me and I'll tell you exactly how to do it. We don't spend any money at all. It's all donations and the manufacturers donating to us their time. Also, it doesn't have to be just the, you know, pool pro. It could, that owns their own business. It could be your employees, your techs, reps, um, office ladies, the whole nine yards. If, as long as you're part of it, the industry in some aspect, you should join. Um, office ladies, hey, it's great to join and learn these technical stuff. So then when you're on the phone with a customer, you can know what they're talking about and maybe have some basic information to talk them down the ledge or off the ledge. Cause we know sometimes they get pretty bad, but you know, it, there's a benefit for any woman in the industry. So we've covered sand versus glass and we've come to the conclusion that glass is a far superior product. Um, pretty much in every way, the cost might be higher on the front end, but like Rich said, that's going to even itself out in the long term because you're not having to replace that sand media as often, um, and you're not having to replace that the, the glass media. So, uh, at at best, I think uh, Rich, you're good to to switch to glass, and I would pretty much do every filter you can uh, to glass media. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for listening to us today. Please follow us, review us, share this with your friends and family. It, it, it uh, moves us up the ladder and we appreciate all of our listeners. Thank you. And uh, we hope to see you back on our next episode of the Talking Pools Podcast Network, Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly. My name is Tim and uh, we're signing off. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, let us know. Give us a review online through any of the social media platforms. Email us you know, instant message us. However you want to get a hold of us, please do. We love the feedback. If you ever have anything that you would like us to talk about that you want more information on, please let us know. So please like, share, download our episode more times than not. Anyways, thank you for listening. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 